Welcome to Westside Unscripted. This is the podcast where the pastors loosen their ties, throw away their notes, and answer questions about all things theology and culture. I am Josh Bartels, a deacon here at Westside Baptist Church, and I am joined by our preaching pastor, Peter Montoro, for another another talk today about theology, and today more of a biblical question regarding the uh, Cities of Refuge and the Avenger of Blood. But before we get into that, uh, what kind of recommendations uh, have you brought for us today, as is our practice? Yeah, I've got uh, a couple things. One, uh, if you haven't gotten the biggest story Bible storybook yet, you are missing out. I'm reading it every night to my kids. They are loving it. Ethy always asks, one more, one more. But I mean, it doesn't matter how many one mores I do, the, the, the request stays the same. Mm-hmm. So it's really been a hit, not just with me, but with the kids as well. That's cool. Uh, so I'd really recommend that. Uh, there's a book I'm enjoying. Not gotten Most of my reading time right now is for this body series, as I mentioned. Um, but there's... Um, a biography I've been reading of C.S. Lewis, this new biography of C.S. Lewis. Uh, so it's going to be three volumes. The first two are out. Uh, so let's see. I just Becoming looked. Becoming C.S. Lewis is the first volume. Yes, Becoming C.S. Lewis yep. is the first one. Uh, and uh, we don't have it in the bookstore now, but I just sent a message uh, as we were prepping for this podcast to add it to the bookstore and to our lending library as well. Um, so we have adult books as well in the lending library. Yeah, we do. Yep. And so some biographies, some history, some devotional books. Yeah. So I'd check that out, uh, even if, you know, you, we have mostly children's books right now, but we have a whole shelf of some really solid uh, books for adults, and we're going to be adding some more as well, including this book that I just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and a lot point. of Lewis's writing. Himself, yes, we do. Yeah, too. we have some of that. Uh, so I've been really enjoying that biography by uh, Her- Harry Lee Poe. Uh, I think it's uh, by, and it's been really good. And then a podcast to listen to that really was exceptional called Civilization and Control. Uh, it's, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I definitely wouldn't endorse everything on the Symbolic World podcast, most certainly would not, um, or even everything on this particular episode. But it was a conversation between um, Jonathan Peugeot and Paul Kingsnorth about sort of the world that we live in, uh, technology, civilization, and it really was a fascinating, you listened to it too, right? I did, yeah. It was, it was really a interesting. Fascinating discussion. And uh, so there'll be a link to it in the show notes. Um, and so it really was an interesting conversation, sort of like, you know, peak podcasting, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> getting two very interesting people to talk yeah. uh, together. Um, and so I'd uh, recommend that. It'll be the kind of conversation that continues to happen throughout our lifetime. What does it mean to live with this kind of technology that's been developed? That'll, that'll right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 just it's a you know a very relevant topic and a very interesting conversation. Yeah. So that's good. Cool. We'll uh, check that out in the links if you're interested in jumping to that podcast and giving it uh, a chance. Today's topic, though, is a question regarding the cities of refuge and the Avenger of Blood. So here we go. It's kind of a paragraph with a few questions. We'll read the whole thing and then just kind of work through it. <clears throat> So for the man who needs to flee to the city of refuge, the guy who has killed someone, apparently accidentally, uh, is he fleeing to the city of refuge for protection, or is he being sent there as a punishment? If it is for protection, it sounds like the Avenger of Blood could actually take vengeance and kill the guy and not be guilty of murder, uh, so long as he killed him while he was outside of the city of refuge. So is the Avenger of Blood not guilty of murder if he avenges this guy who accidentally killed someone who was close to them. And then uh, if the guy is being sent, if the killer is being sent there to the cities of refuge for punishment, then that seems like a hard punishment for an accidental manslaughter. So what, what do we think about that? And then lastly, was there some sin that he is 
culpable of, even though the murder was an accident. So kind of broadly, what's going on? Yeah, I think of it, it would help to read the... um Read the passage. Uh, so there's, it's, it's mentioned a couple of times in Scripture. The main passage, we were looking this up uh, right before we got started here, is found in Numbers chapter 35. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Command the children of Israel that they give unto the Levites of the inheritance of their possession cities to dwell in. And ye shall also give unto the Levites suburbs for the cities round about them. And the cities shall they have to dwell in, and the suburbs of them shall be for their cattle, and for their goods, and for all their beasts. And the suburbs of the cities which ye shall give unto the Levites shall reach from the wall of the city, and outward a thousand cubits round about. And ye shall measure from without um, the city on the east side two thousand cubits, and on the south side two thousand cubits, and on the west side two thousand cubits, and on the north side two thousand cubits. And the cities shall be in the midst, this shall be to them the suburbs of the cities. Now gets to bit the Get, get, gets to be the part that actually is going to talk about uh, cities of refuge. And among the cities which ye shall give unto the Levites, there shall be six cities for refuge, which ye, sh- ye shall appoint for the manslayer, that he may flee thither. And to them ye shall add forty and two cities. So there are going to be forty-eight cities to the Levites. Six of them are to be cities of refuge. Uh, and the cities which ye shall give shall be of the possession uh, of the children of Israel, from them that have many, ye shall give many, and from them that have few, ye shall give few. Every one shall give of his cities unto the Levites, according to his inheritance, which he inherited. Uh, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye become over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the slayer may flee thither, which killeth any person at unawares, for by mistake or by error. And they shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. And of these cities which ye shall give, six cities shall ye have for refuge. Ye shall give three cities on this side, Jordan, and three cities shall ye give in the land of Canaan, which shall be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be a refuge, both for the children of Israel and for the stranger and for the sojourner among them, that every one that kills any person unawares may flee thither. And if he smite him with an instrument of iron so that he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. And if he smite him with throwing a stone wherewith he may die and he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. Or if he smite him with a hand weapon of wood wherewith he may die and he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. The revenger of blood himself shall slay the murderer. When he meeteth him, he shall slay him. But if he thrust him of hatred or hurl at him by laying of, um, of weight that he die, or an enmity strike him with his hand that he die, that he, sm- he that smote him shall surely be put to death. For he is a murderer. The revenger of blood shall slay the murderer when he meeteth him. But if he thrust him suddenly without enmity, or have any, cast upon him anything without laying of weight, or with any stone wherewith a man may die, seeing him not, and cast it upon him that he die, who is not his enemy, neither sought his harm, then the congregation shall judge between the slayer and the avenger of blood, according to these judgments. And the congregation shall deliver the slayer out of the hand of the avenger of blood, and the congregation shall restore him to the city of his refuge, whether he was fled, and he shall abide it in it until the death of the high priest, which was anointed with the holy oil. But if the slayer shall at any time come without the border of the city of his refuge, whither he was fled, and the revenger of blood find him without the borders of the city of his refuge, and the revenger of blood kill the slayer, he shall not be guilty of blood, because he should have remained in the city of his refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the slayer shall return into the land of his possession. So these things shall be a statute of judgment unto you throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Whoso killeth any person, the murderer shall be put to death by the mouth of witnesses. But one witness shall not testify against any person to cause him to die. Moreover, you shall take no satisfaction or um, 
a ransom payment uh, for the life of a murderer, which is guilty of death, but he shall surely be put to death. And he shall take no satisfaction for him that is fled to the city of his refuge, that he should come again to dwell in the land until the death of the priest. So you shall not pollute the land wherein ye are, for blood it defileth the land. And the land cannot be cleansed of the blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. Defile not therefore the land which ye shall inhabit, wherewith I dwell, wherein I dwell, for I the Lord dwell among the children of Israel. Um, and so you have this system uh, whereby, and I think, so, I mean, let's go over this. So now we've read the text. Let's go over the questions yeah, okay. again. So question number one, the man who is, needs to flee to the city, is he fleeing there for protection or is it punishment? I would say both. It's a, it's, it, there's a sense of culpability that you don't actually know. You know, you, you, you may not always be able to determine um, what precautions should have been taken. So maybe not culpability, like he may or may not be guilty of a sin, but he certainly is responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, that he's taken right. another person's life. Maybe he had no control. Maybe he could have taken additional precautions. But still, it's, it's that in-between case where you may not know, but he's still responsible. He's shed blood. He's taken, he's not a murderer. He's not someone who's, you know, gone out and sought to kill someone. And it, you know, you know if he was intending to cause harm, maybe even if he wasn't intending to kill him, you know, but if yeah. you threw a stone... That could cause death, you know, then... Um, that's on you. That's on you. Yeah. You know, you're a murderer in that case. Even if you didn't intend maybe to kill them, you just intended to wound them or whatever. Um, but if, you know, you're in a fight and you hit them and, you know, you don't know, maybe they had a heart attack at the same moment or whatever, but you yeah. were not right. their enemy, you just... Something happened and they died, you know, yeah. or... You, and, chuck, you chucked a rock off a hill just trying to get rid of it to clear your land. It rolled down and hit your neighbor. And he died. Yeah, right. You know, and Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy spells out the case where, like, an axe head flies off the handle. Right. And it just, you know, whacks him, you know, or, you know, workplace death or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone, you know, has died as a result right. of your actions. And so, yeah, I think it is definitely, it's a two-sided thing, that it's a demonstrating that there are consequences for the shedding of blood, even when it's unintentional. That should motivate people to be very cautious, you know, mm-hmm. that just because they can demonstrate it wasn't intentional doesn't mean that they're, they're home free. Yeah. You know, I think we have something similar with this, with like manslaughter with a car, yep. you know, that there still can be penalties, even if you demonstrated that you did everything, you know, mm-hmm. it, it depends on the law. It depends on the law. It depends right. on a lot of yeah. things, but. but. But it, but it does make the allowance. I think the, maybe the important thing that kind of becomes a precedent for humanity is just that we, that our motivation matters in the situation. Absolutely. So that our motivation matters, but our motivation isn't the only thing that matters. Yep. Just what because actually it was an accident doesn't mean we are free and clear right. of all responsibility for the action. Right. So that there is responsibility. The culpability, you know, is going to vary based on, right. Based on motivation, based on intent. Uh, yep. But intent isn't the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really clear takeaway. Yep. The Avenger of Blood is kind of mysterious um, because it doesn't tell us who the Revenger of Blood is. It was like they got it. They knew who this person was. Yeah. So it would seem to be that, you know, in a clan or in a family, there would be someone, you know, who would be responsible to avenge the death of those family members, you know, because you don't have a police force. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you have head of household or some designated person, you know, who knows exactly. I mean, I have, it's not something I've dug, you know, really deeply into. But, I mean, the key thing is you don't have a police force. You don't have a military. Right. You don't have any, you know, it's families deal, you know, with their own justice. Right. Um, and so it's not taking that away from the family, um, but it is placing a limit on it. Yep. Um, it's, 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 it's giving people a court of appeals to go to. Right. To say, hey, 
this was accidental. I need protection. Right. Yeah. So it's, so, it's, so the Avenger of blood then seemed to have did. So this is the next, the second part of that question is that the Avenger of blood seemed to have the blood right to actually avenge the blood that was shed. At least that seems to be what's being assumed. Is that correct? That, that, this- that seems to be the assum- that seems to be the assumption, you know, except it still is an extrajudicial killing. It's not like the person was condemned to death by a court. Right. So there I, I think the word for like a extrajudicial killing is used to speak about the Avenger of Blood. But the Avenger of Blood isn't condemned for that. Like it's it's this mm-hmm. sort of lim- well, the word is liminal, but that is probably not just in between in between it's so this in between fuzzy sort of thing where yeah. you've got a new social institution namely cities of refuge being you know grafted on you know you think avenger of blood think like half hatfields and mccoys <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> but maybe not quite so you know that you know you whack one of us we have the responsibility to deal with whoever mm. did the whacking right this you is know, the wild west and there's no sheriff right exactly someone's got to deal with it yeah uh, so someone's got to deal with it and that's going to be a member of the family but it's it's placing a limit on that. And it also is saying that if someone, you know, Avenger of, Avenger of Blood or not, the whole congregation is responsible to deal with blood guilt, even if, you know, it's, there's no Avenger of Blood. Yeah. You know, so the Avenger of Blood is the one who's to do the killing if there is a Avenger of Blood. But it does say at the end of Deuteronomy that, like, and, sorry, at the end of, at the, end of the passage. Don't allow this to be in right, your land. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't tolerate murder. Yeah. So that then that's a, you know, that this is going to be a bring judgment on everyone. So this mm-hmm. both limits the clan rights and extends the clan obligations to the whole people. Yeah. So, you know, that is both a, it's not, you know, it's not setting up the whole institution of, um, you know, police and all of that, that would be a full replacement mm-hmm. for it, but it's simultaneously. Yeah. I already said that. Yeah, I guess. yeah. So, so then the next question is that if it's a punishment, what what exactly does that punishment look like? Because it seems rather harsh to say that they are now stuck to the city. It seemed until the high priest dies, which he could be young and fresh, and you, you know your life yeah. your <laughs> life is now going to be stuck in this uh, city. I mean, maybe if you wanted to risk it, you could go to another city. <laughs> I don't I don't know what, what like, <laughs> hire hire guards to get you to the next yeah, city of refuge. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, that seems to be. Was that the punishment then that you're stuck in the city? Yeah, I don't know what the connection to. The high priest. I mean, I like that would be. I would have to think about that some more. I suspect it has something to do with the day of the day of atonement hmm. and and the purging that takes place in the day of atonement. Yeah. If I had to, if I had to guess, I mean, I'm sure someone's yeah. thought more learnedly on it, but that would be my. Another question that I had in regards to this, as you were reading the passage, is that it says he's going to the city of judgment or city of refuge until the, basically there's a court and things are there's some kind of ruling on the issue. But then it says he's going to stay there until the death of the high well, priest. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he's... Th- so the, the judgment is just, can we keep him? Right. It's like, because we don't want to be protecting this guy if we really should turn him out to this Avenger of Blood and right. let them have exactly. the blood right. Yeah. So it's re- that's the protection for them. Right. Really. Not... That, you know, we don't have like a hardened murderer in our midst who's, you know, claiming refuge. Yeah. Right. That, that you know, it's, it, the refuge is provisional. And then, you know, in... Which is interesting. So this this goes to issues of justice too, which explains why also in this passage it says, "Don't take a bribe." Basically, like right. you can't let this guy come to your city and say, "Hey, I actually have a lot of wealth that I'm running." Right. For. So you know, I can if you'll let me in, 
I can be a big contributor to, to your city's right. economy, you know, like, and, and that's, that's also, I mentioned that passage at the end, the verse at the end of number 35, that's a key indicator that the, the, the burning for burning wound for wound, you know, tooth for tooth, eye for eye should probably be taken primarily metaphorically because, you know, you won't take satisfaction for this, which implies for other things, you know, other crimes, um, you know, you could set a value on your tooth, you know, or mm-hmm. set a value on your eye or something yeah, like yeah, that. Right. Like there's no benefit to the, you know, there's no benefit to the victim to, you know, knock somebody else's eye out. Right. And there's no indication in Israel, at least, that that was ever practiced. Um, you know, let's, but there's not a price that you can put on the human life right. to say, okay, you killed somebody, so pay this debt, and then you're done. Right. Human li- the, only, the only satisfaction for blood is blood. And that is distinctive in, um, I don't know without double-checking if it's absolutely unique, but it certainly is distinctive that there were many crimes that could be paid, where you could pay for, you know, someone died and you could pay a certain amount of money. Um, and so, you know, this, the, 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 the scripture certainly is very distinctive in treating human life as on a different scale of value than property mm-hmm. rights. You know, whereas many, for for sure, many of the other law codes, all the other law codes actually, had property crimes that could be punishable by death. Yeah. But property crimes are never punishable by death in the biblical law. Hmm. Um, and, you know, crimes punishable by death aren't, <laughs> adju- ad- you know, you, you, if you committed intentional murder, if you, if you commit first-degree murder, you can't get out of it no matter how much money you have and no matter how yep. fancy your lawyer is. Right. Um, and so you have some of these, these just the, the, the value of human life is, is categorically different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting passage because it, it really kind of gets to the heart of uh, justice, it, like jurisprudence, and yeah, a lot of the a lot of the type and, of and yet, and, under, and, under yeah, herbs. and yet some of the social customs that this is speaking into are very strange to us. Yeah, right. And of course, you know, if you've read the Ashtown Burial series, you've got the Evangel who is yeah, right. very obviously coming from the Avenger of Blood. Yeah, which I think something that that, like, that series points out, or, or just that, I guess, as I'm thinking through this, is like we think about right now, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, uh, Romans 13, obey the government, not right. when do you disobey, those kinds of questions. Well, we have an established government. We've got a very different s- situation than here, right? But But... I think that sometimes we want those answers to be so clean that the principles found in something like this, uh, we would see this kind of action as barbaric, you know, if we go to another land that doesn't have established government or the government's so corrupt that everyone, all the clans are taking justice already on the, like on themselves already. I'm sure that's happening. I, I, I'm sure that happens somewhere in the world right now. Oh, absolutely. Where government tribal society. Yeah. And so your tribe is going to care for your tribe and you must, or else it's, you know, it is the Wild West and everyone does what they want and, and unless you're enacting some kind of justice. And so as barbaric as that might seem to people like us who live in a first world country and things are pretty orderly, uh, just because it seems barbaric doesn't mean it's not just or that there couldn't be justice happening in an underdeveloped situation. I, I right. Think, I think that's just. It's interesting to look into the development person. is not an indicator of justice, exactly, and you know, or or an indication of lack of you know that you can have an unjust, undeveloped society or an unjust developed society, exactly. But being you know being nice and clean and sanitary isn't necessarily an indication that justice is being done, right? And I think often we we look at it as long as there's nice and everything's nice and orderly and there's a good paper trail, 
that that means that justice is happening. And that just doesn't necessarily mean that. And we have right. to go to the Bible and look at principles like this and see, okay, what is true justice? And what does it look like for us to... Right. What are the, what are the principles of justice that should undergird our, our, inter, our human interactions in society right now? Though I think, you know, uh, you have, they know what an Avenger of Blood is. So I think we should really think very carefully before just deciding that we are that person that's responsible to do that, that uh, sort of thing. Um, yeah. You know, but that's... Yeah, no, I, I'm not suggesting... Yeah, suggesting just our, to I'm not suggesting that right now we go out and just, you know, take right. justice for whatever's going on. You know, on. but we may look at it, yeah, you, you may, we, we may take, like, you know, sort of the modern Western mindset is to take development as an indication of justice, and that's not necessarily the case. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And so just, just a reminder that we have to get back to the first principles of justice that are found in the scripture to be, able to, to, be able to properly evaluate our application of those in our individual societies, wherever we find ourselves. Right. So, well, this has been another interesting conversation about, uh, about the Bible and theology and culture and where they all intersect. And, uh, so if you've got questions that you want answered, you can send those in to Josh at Bible direction for life.com. And we will add those here to the podcast. We are going to be taking a break next week. Next week is ladies retreat, which means that us men will have the kids and we are just going to put it on hold for a week. And then we'll be back with you the week following. Uh, But in the meantime, send us those questions and we'll uh, get those ready for the podcast. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll be with you then. Mm